Thanks, Soul Questers, for joining us for another episode of the Soul's Quest podcast. Yes. I'm your host, Jesse. This is my co-host, Omar. Hey, everybody. And we're back for part two of Judith's interview. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yay. Clap for yourself. I like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Clap. That's right. Clap. Clap. So welcome back. Hello. How are you feeling? I'm doing good. 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 Yeah. All right. Well, we had a really nice time getting to know about your life. I, I was just thinking about all the stuff that you share and it's amazing. Um, and thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing everything with us. But now the second part of the interview, as you know, what we like to do is sort of just reflect on where you are today and reflect on what you have experienced throughout your early part of your life. And so for this part, I let Omar take over. So I allow him to take yes, over my show. So no. Go ahead, you can take it now. Yeah, so like one of the things that we do, right, is that we have, we call this section, the second part of our interview, the Skiar reflection. Okay. And Skiar is a word, um, a Latin word that stands for known, which is what has become become known to us as we journey through our lives, as we go through our quest, right? So I asked a couple of different questions based on your personal life, your professional life, your spiritual, religious, and existential life. And then we'll talk about uh, death because that's ultimately the, the power to that we'll have in this journey. So those are the type of things that we'll be talking about. So let's get started. Okay, so we'll get into the deep stuff. Yes, we'll uh-huh. get into like the deep <laughs> stuff. This is like the deep stuff. So although the first part was was it was deep too. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. So yes, okay. It was deep too. So what I, one of the things that I want to go back to is I want to go back and reflect on your uh, that that stage of dependency and. So you we talked about your 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 upbringing culturally. Um, you talked about your family, and I want to know based on those two things, what are the things that have become known to you that you the lessons that you have learned that you have taken with you from that stage in your life? Let's start first with your family, your mom and your dad. Like, what are the things about those relationships that you take with you, and that you that things that have become known to you? Um, that's a deep question. Um, I will say that something that I learned mm-hmm. is that because I'm an only child, mm-hmm. um, I had to kind of know the characteristic of an only child and be aware of them. So okay. I don't always, I don't know how to express this. So I know that as an only child, I might try to gain attention uh-huh. um, because that's just a characteristic. So I yeah. try not to do that too often. Okay. So I just try to be aware of the things that, um, of the characteristic of me. So I, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> no, 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 that's a, that's a good point because yeah. you have to be, you become aware that um, as an only, only child, there are certain like, you know, you're the certain of attention, uh, that stuff and exactly. you have to you have to be aware of that stuff. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um I also became aware that okay, um I was always protected by mm-hmm. my mom. 
um, I was always the little princess. Mm. So as I grew up, I was like, okay, so now I'm an adult. So I need to learn to make decisions for myself mm -hmm. and deal with the consequences on my own. On your own. Um, mom, I know that you're there, but mm. I need you to let me suffer my consequences on mm. my own. Okay. That mm. was hard, but we both learned to work around it. Uh -huh. um, and on my dad's side, I guess that I just understand how he is i cannot change him so yeah. i'm like he's my friend mm -hmm. more than my dad he's my friend okay uh we have a good relationship uh -huh. we talk maybe once a month oh okay <laughs> yeah so we don't talk that often but he's my dad and i know where he is he's right there so it's okay mm -hmm. um, i accepted that yes i have accepted that yeah, yeah. yeah. do you hold any ill feelings or any Anything towards him? Or? I do not. Every time that I am thinking something, I tell him. But you tell him. I I tell him all the time. And what's his response to that? Well, uh, sometimes he's just shocked with how he talked to him. He's like, "I'm your father." I'm like, "I know," uh -huh. which is what I'm telling you because I don't want to keep it inside of me. Yeah, yeah. So we we learn to treat each other in a respectful way, but uh -huh. at the same time, I don't keep any any feelings mm -hmm. inside of me how do you feel because again that's something that a lot of people don't get to do mm -hmm. which is a lot of uh, many people tend to hold things in mm -hmm. and and one of the things from from reflecting and seeing your conversation is something that you that is consistent in your story is that you've come to a point in which it's like i gotta say what i have to say i can't hold it in how is that helping you out um so About two or three years ago, I had an emotional asthma crisis because okay. I was keeping feelings inside of me. Oh, okay. So that was like a shock. I was like, okay, wait. Before I was sharing my feelings, what happened now? Mm -hmm. So I had to like rediscover what happened, what changed. So mm -hmm. then I started to going back to the way I was before. Mm -hmm. So I tell people how I'm feeling, but I try not to hurt them. Okay. Because you can tell the truth, but you don't have to say say it in a painful way. Yeah, yeah, correct. So, and I learned that a lot from my mom. Sometimes she, she is a little painful when she say it. Abrasive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I learned to say, I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell you something. This is how I'm feeling. Yeah. I, I don't want to cause you pain, but I have to say how I'm feeling. Exactly. Yeah. So I just, I just learned how to express myself how to express yourself what about um that awareness that you have of being able to express yourself um having to be bullied and and having to experience that how has that helped you deal with other people and and, and particularly working with students and and sometimes you know that a lot of students get, get dismissed So how has that helped you become better at what you do right now? I think that it helped me be stronger. Mm -hmm. So uh, when bad things happen around me, I feel that I'm stronger and I can hold them. Like I, I can find a solution better. I don't get mm -hmm. stuck in just a problem. So all of that kind of like gave me like an open mind and trying to like, you're dealing through something now, but there's always a solution. So yeah. let's just work around it. Yes. So I think that that's how it helped me. Sometimes some of the students, they, they come to me 
crying or with a problem. Mm-hmm. And yes, it might look like the end of the world right now. Yeah. But there is always a solution. Correct. You might don't see it right now. Yeah. But it's there. It's there. Let's just find it. Okay. So, that's good. Like giving people um, an opportunity to um, evaluate their situation so that they can come up with a solution for their circumstances. That's what you're, that's yes. what you're saying, right? Yes. Okay. That's, that's good. Interesting. Uh, on another note, let's talk about the things that become known to you um, about education, right? You like just you mentioned that that is one of the primary things that your mom instilled in you. And what is it that that drives you to continue to educate yourself, both from the standpoint of instruction, you know, learning, getting a degree, but also from the standpoint of bringing these things out of you which is what I like about education is that it's more about bringing out what's inside of you to manifest itself in the world. Can you elaborate on that and why is that so important to you? Because obviously you're continuing to learn about you, but also to expand your knowledge in, in the field of, of educational leadership. Yes. Um, since a little child, education has always been like number one. Mm-hmm. You have to go to school. You don't have another choice. Mm-hmm. That was in my case. I know that some other people, they don't have those options. They have to work or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think that for me, in coming to this country and seeing what going to school does to you, mm-hmm. like how many doors it opens, that was mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. And it's possible. Like, if you have the mean to do it, you can do it. Yeah. So going to school is something that I don't feel that it has an end. (laughs) We're always learning. Yeah. Yeah. So even though I'm finishing, I'm I'm starting my master's now, I don't know what else I'm going to do tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if I'm going to do a PhD, another master's degree. I don't know. But I'm not close to the possibility because... Education is always there. Like we always have to keep learning yeah. because there is always something new to learn. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning it today, technology-wise, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, and that, it sounds like that that's become very, very apparent in your life. Even though that was something that you grew up with, with the idea of I have to go to school, I have to go to school, and it was like drove, it was driven into you. Yeah. Um, it's also something that you've come to understand just with your own experiences that. This is this is how I'm going to like. I know that this is that you're known. I know that this is what's going to get me to the next level or to where right. I want to be or like, whatever experience that is. So that's that's interesting because not a lot of people feel that way. Exactly, and I know I know by heart that not everyone is meant to go to school. Not everyone yeah. has the the capability to mm-hmm. go to school. I understand that. Right. But if you want to have a future. In this country, a successful future, do something. Mm-hmm. Get a certificate, get a license, just finish something that you can put on your resume that you finish something. This yeah. is what I have. I'm licensed to do this. Mm-hmm. So that's something that opens a lot of doors, especially yeah. in this country. Correct. So education doesn't mean just a master's or a PhD. It's just right. doing something. Doing something. Even your high school diploma, that yeah. gets you somewhere. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're constantly learning because if you're... Yeah, let's say you pick a trade, you know, that trade evolves, you know, new technology comes out, uh, new ways of doing business comes out. Exactly. You have to constantly learn. And if you don't learn that, you're going to always get stuck 
and be behind. So yes. that is marketable. So you're absolutely right. Yes. Um, and like constantly educating yourself and yeah. learning new things like you, you know, with this whole experience. I mean, this is new for us. And so not me, but Omar has done a lot of research <laughs> and a lot of work on trying new things and whatnot. And that's like educating yourself and learning more things. And he walks away with like, I just, my mind is blown. I'm learning new things, you know? So yeah, yeah. that's pretty little. So uh, the other part that I want to talk to when it comes to your personal life is you have experienced different cultures, right? Yes. You, you've, we've got, you come from a third world country and we both come from the same place somewhere. Uh, you went to, lived in Pennsylvania, experienced somewhere in New York and the, the metropolitan area. Yes. You moved down to Florida. What, is, what has become known to you about experiencing all those different cultures? Um, that something that I have learned is that doesn't matter if we come from the same place, mm. we don't share the same experiences. Okay. What do you mean? What do you mean? We don't share the same experience. What do you mean by that? So we both come from the Dominican Republic, but mm -hmm. your experience is different than mine. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, even if I meet someone from Mexico, I cannot just assume that this this person is going to like spicy food just because it's Mexican. Good point. So just putting someone in a box, I, I don't believe in that. Just okay. tell me who you are and how you are, and then I'll, I'll kind of... Uh, Understand your personality from there. Uh -huh. It's not just about where you come from. Mm -hmm. It's who you are, how you yeah. grew up. And how to, how to have, how, what are the methods or the things that you do to get to know a person in that level? I ask a lot of questions. Okay. I, I'm not scared of asking questions. When I meet someone, I'm like, where are you from? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're from, I, I don't just assume because you look Asian, you're from China. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not true. It's not true. <laughs> true. So I just ask people, where are you from? Okay. So did you grow up there? Yeah. Were you born here? Yeah. I, I, I like to ask a lot of questions. You like to get to know people? Yes. So mm -hmm. they really are. That's, that's good. Well, that doesn't happen frequently. Correct. Yeah. What, um, more into the culture stuff that you see, you know, you experience the, the fear of putting yourself out there because uh, of the way that, you know, I don't, I don't know it's stupid because I don't speak English. You know, you, you, you experience that fear, but obviously you be, you've been able to overcome that. What, what do you, what, what, can you take us through that process and, and what has become known to you by that process of overcoming that? Well, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> That's so a, she knows that. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, I started going to college. I, I had financial aid, so I I needed to pass all my classes because they were going to take financial, financial aid away from me if I didn't. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I don't have a choice. I have to learn it, and I have to pass all my classes. Yeah. And I have to learn it quickly yeah. because the more classes I take, the harder it gets. Yes. So I, I don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. That was basically it. And I cannot just spend the rest of my life working at McDonald's with where most of the people are Hispanic. Mm -hmm. I need to get out of that comfort zone. Oh. So I did that too. Yeah. I started like getting around more people that didn't speak Spanish mm -hmm. because someone once said, you already speak Spanish. So stop 
being around people that speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. You need to learn English. Yeah. So get around people that speak English. Yeah. yeah. So that's something that I did too. I, I got around people that spoke English. I listened to more English music. So I just got into that culture a little more. A little more. Yeah. Yes. And what do you find out by, by you pushing yourself out there? What did you learn about yourself? That I can do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Um, if if I really want to do something, I can do it. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Sometimes it's really hard. I, there are some words that I still cannot pronounce. And Welcome I'm, to the club. <laughs> and I'm still learning every day. And I have a very thick accent. And mm-hmm. it's okay. I'll just keep learning. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Not everybody has the... a lot. I know a lot of Spanish people who really just are... They, they just will not... They understand it. And they can maybe defend themselves for the most mm-hmm. part. But they're so they're still very dependent on those English speaking people and their families because they have not ventured out and taken yeah. that um, that risk because it's scary. Yes. But also just yes, the fear it's of a, being it's a fear isolated and just mm-hmm. and, and just like no, you don't you know you don't belong. You kind of, kind right. Of but also the fact that you did it, even if the odds were against you, you just yeah. did it, and and because you had that known factor of if I don't do this. It's not going to get done. It's I got to do this. That is correct. When I was working at McDonald's, I remember that I started working in the kitchen. That's where all the people that didn't speak English were. Mm. And I saw that all the um, people working with the customers were in mm. front speaking English. And I was like, I want to be there. Yeah. Because I need to learn English. So I mm. have to be there. So I became the best employee working at the window. So that didn't take me out of the window. Yeah. So I was working where I wanted and I was practicing my English with uh-huh. the customers and with the other employees that were speaking English. What, what do you attribute that 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 self-drive? Because yeah. that's that there's a there's a I mean, it is an underlying tone in your story. I mean I know your I know your story, but I, I, I what do you what do you attribute that 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 fight that you know this this is not enough i need more i'm not gonna give up I'm, yeah i'm not gonna settle for this i want more well this is what i came to this country for mm. i came to this country to succeed to to have a future and if i just stop myself and say I, i'm not gonna do it or i cannot do it i i won't achieve that like yeah. all everything that my mom sacrificed that i sacrificed will be for nothing yes so like I said, I don't, I don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Like going back or just stopping is not an option. Mm-hmm. I just have to keep going. What would you say to those people that that feel that have that fear that either came to this country and are kind of like settling in, or people that are from this country that are from here that really don't take full advantage of the things that you have? What What would you say to them? Well. Um, I have known some people that were born here, like mm-hmm. Hispanic people, but born here. And I tell them, you don't know of the opportunity that you have mm-hmm. or the advantage that you have just to be born in this country. Yeah. Like this gives you so much advantage because of the language, just the language. Just itself. the language itself. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I'll just tell them like, don't give up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Today might, might be a great day, but tomorrow will be better. Yeah. And you might just throw yourself to a wall but mm-hmm. hey just dig a little hole and just keep going just keep going keep yes. going um so we talked about education uh we talked about your your relationship with your parents 
Um, let's like, kind of like segue into your professional life, right? Because right now you, 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 you're working towards your master's degree. Yes. But you're also working at, your, at, at the college, at the local, co- at the local college, which is um, a really, really great place because you're learning a lot and you're interacting with things. What, have you be- what has become known to you um, in, in that search for your professional place? You know, we talked about AmeriCorps and the, the process of elimination. Um, what are some of the things that you've learned along the way in your professional career that has led you to where you are? And what are the things that you know that you need in order to move forward because you are going to get, to get your math, you're getting your master's degree yes. and you have a plan as to where you want to end up professionally. So what has become to known, known to you in that journey? Um, I'm a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. Yes, that's something that I know. I'm a work in progress and I just have to keep learning and being open to mm-hmm. new information and new knowledge mm-hmm. so I can get to where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what my life is going to be in two years. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to keep be working at the same place. I, I don't know that. Yes. Right now, I'm just a work in progress and I'm just trying to learn as much information as I can. Mm-hmm. I do know that my end goal is to be a college advisor because okay. I want to help students as an advisor. Um, I don't know when that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I'm just learning because I'm still young and I'm, I still have so much to learn before I can go out there and help the students. What what gives you, again, this is one of the things that uh, I always tell, like, you know, the, mm-hmm. the people that I work with, particularly young people, is, is you know, chill. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's like gain experience mm-hmm. and, and explore things. Because then you could get a better get a, get a better idea, but you innately have that in you because you're saying, "Wait a minute, I know what I want, but I know that I need more information and more knowledge, and you're willing to delay the gratification right now like where does that come from because it's like it's a it's a it's a really important tool to have because you're not looking at what you're going to get right now but looking at what you're going to get ahead. So what do you attribute that to? Well, everything comes from experience, right? Mm-hmm. So I believe that if what I want to do is to help students achieve their career goal, mm-hmm. I need to achieve mine first. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I can help them then. And also, I will be working with students and their education. So I'm going to have their education in my hands. So that's a big responsibility. Mm. I'm going to have their career in my hands. Yeah. They're going to come to me for help in developing their, their career plan. Uh-huh. And if I don't know how to do that, they might just quit and just stop going to school. Yeah. So that's, so that's a big responsibility. It is. So I have to get knowledge and experience and how to deal with that before I can go out there and help them. Uh-huh. So... I think that I just, I know what is at stake, mm-hmm. which is people's education and people's future. Yeah. So I want to be prepared before I can help them. Yeah. Now, let me, again, this is kind of like my, my, my area of, that I dive into. There's, there's something that I call the spectrum of choice, right? Okay. Like you, you've come to this country and you see it happen as people that come from outside or people that come from within there. All they care about is really themselves and their and and what's in it for me primarily you know what i'm hearing from you is that you feel a sense of responsibility 
to guiding people in a way that is beneficial to them. Why are you choosing that perspective instead of saying, look, I just want what's best for me. Like why, you know, because it's, it's a, you, that's a, for, that's a fork in the road. And I've seen it happen, you know, I've seen it happen in, in our profession in which a lot of people just constant, concentrate on the way, on the way that they look and their own individual self-gain. But you're talking about, I need to get better, not for what I'm going to gain, but because I need to take the responsibility of helping these students. Why, why, why that? Why, why that? Because... I am grateful that I have people in my life that were there for me. Mm -hmm. So when I came to this country, I had a mentor uh -huh. and I had my college advisor. Yeah. They were my support system. Mm -hmm. Without them, I'm pretty sure that I was just going to quit. Mm -hmm. They were there to tell me, you can do this. Yeah. Um, so I know that I'm not the only one. Mm. There are other people out there that they need that person to help them. Yeah. And I want to be that person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess in, in order for me to be that person, I, I have to learn how to do it mm. first. You, you you heard me say this before. Like I'm one of the most selfish people that you ever heard. <laughs> met, right? I've said that before. <laughs> and I always talk in my in the trainings of the bad. It's like, you know, what's in it for me? You know, it's like, and I say it blunt. It's like, this shit makes me feel good. <laughs> like, you know, this shit makes me feel exactly. good. Right? Like, it's that how you feel? It's that, like, the the, the thing that you... What, what is it? What's in it for you? This will be the question. That's what in it for me. Like, the same thing. Mm -hmm. Helping people makes me happy. Okay. Like, when I see a student, oh, I finished my first class and I got an A. Like, that makes me extremely happy. Yeah. So, yes, I am selfish. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am, I guess. Yeah. So, wrong with that? Right? Wrong with that. Not in this case, no. 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 Now, what about, you know, because I know there's some people out there that are saying, well, you know, um, I'm about my money and, and, and stuff like that. How do you, how do you balance that, that sense of what you want with the reality of, of living in a world that you have to make sure you, take, you stay financially secure, that you have cars or you don't have to take a bus? Like, how do you manage that as a young person? I feel that we all have choices. Mm -hmm. um, you can either go to a restaurant and pay $50 or you can cook at home if mm -hmm. you don't have enough money. Like, um, that's a sacrifice. I don't want to sacrifice. I want to go and, you know, fuck that. Just get anything. Just get yes. Anything. But that's what somebody is thinking. Exactly. And that's what a lot of people in your demographic but think. If you plan accordingly mm -hmm. to your salary and just organize yourself, you can do everything. Mm -hmm. And like I said, in this country, you have all different possibilities. And yes, right now, you could not be making enough money. But if you plan yourself and get the education that you need mm -hmm. and then get the work that you want, you're going to get there. Yeah. So everything is a work in progress. Yeah. Like, we just have to learn how to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um one of the things that I that I, that I've seen with your with your, your demographic and your age group, which is um, Generation Zs, is that idea of wanting to be more self reliant, you know, and 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 be take responsibility for themselves and not really letting other people tell them what to do. Um, do you feel do you feel the same type of way, or 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 is that just a generalization? Um. I 
when I am making big decisions, mm -hmm. I do ask the people around me for their opinion. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's my choice. Mm -hmm. I'm over 18. So I'm just going to do whatever I want. Yeah. I just know that whatever I choose, I'm going to have to deal with the consequences. Yeah. yeah. So I think that people at my age group, that's what they don't notice much of the time, mm -hmm. that they do make these big decisions, but they don't understand the consequences. The consequences behind it, yeah. So if you're going to be a person over 18 and you're going to make big decisions, you know that you have to deal with the consequences. Yeah. So that's so, something. So what you're saying is that people that are doing that in, in, in your age um, uh, bracket, that they're making decisions, but they're not really thinking about the, the consequences. Is that what you're saying? And I would say what, in general, mm -hmm. but I feel that a lot of people, that's probably people. the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Yes. Yeah, it's not a, not a trick question at all. Yeah. When I was your age, I made decisions and I didn't think about consequences. I just didn't. And so I can definitely understand what you mean by that. Mm -hmm. And now being much older than, much older than you, that's for sure. <laughs> Um, and thinking on that, I have so much respect and, and admiration for individuals that are your age that are making conscious decisions and thinking things through and being methodical in mm -hmm. their um, in their process of evolution, you know, and evolving. And you're saying that you're a, a work in progress. That's part of your your quest. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yes. So that's interesting. And like you said, like when we're kids or teenagers we make these decisions, but our parents are the ones that deal with the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. So now, at my age, I'm learning to deal with my own consequences. Yeah. So when I get a little bit older, I'm going to say, okay, now I know mm -hmm. what the consequences are. Yeah. So yeah. I'm prepared to make those decisions. Yeah. So we are a work in progress. Yeah, for let, sure. Let me, let me uh, uh, ask you a couple more like uh, uh, questions, right? Because again, I'm I'm generalizing your demographic, yes. and, and and again, each each generation, and each um, each generation, uh, not demographic but generation, has different different perspectives, you know. Um, so I know that one of the biggest things uh, affecting your generation is the fear of missing out, right? FOMA, and you sacrifice a lot of things, you know. Um, like right now, it's like you know, if um, if I want this, I can't go out. You know, how do you deal with that fear? Do you ever feel like, oh my god, I'm missing out on something fun, or I'm missing out on something in put up because I have to do this? Do you ever feel like that? You see, I I cannot speak with everyone my age, yeah. but I feel that I'm a little different. I don't uh -huh. like going to nightclubs. I don't okay. like to drink. I yeah. <laughs> so that fear. Missing out, I don't have it. You don't have, okay. I'm not missing out anything that I like to do. Yes, okay, okay. <laughs> like if you ask me, do you want to go to a nightclub or you want to stay in bed? I'm gonna stay in bed. Like <laughs> same, same. <laughs> so, in my age group, I don't, I don't do the things that my age group does. Okay, <laughs> most yeah. of the time. Most of the time, yeah. Yes, I. I might go to a concert once or twice a year. Mm -hmm. um, Damn, that's pretty good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's it. Okay. Yes, I like going to the movies, concerts, but I don't go to nightclubs. I don't drink. Yeah. So okay, so you don't you don't have that. What about again? It's like I know that you are uh, very driven um, in, in the things that you're doing. 
Uh, but life always has setbacks, right? And I don't want to use the word failure um, because I don't believe in that. I think that you, like you said, you discover things and you you say, well, I enjoyed this experience. Well, this experience wasn't good. Yeah. So I know that I'm not going to do that. It's not a failure. It's just like, nah, I'm going to go to this yeah. direction. Yeah. How do you deal with setbacks in, in the fact that you're so much of a planner and then you are so driven? Um... Because I deal with it, I'll deal with, I'll be honest with you, I deal with that stuff horribly. <laughs> I hate setbacks, I don't like, I don't like, you know, uh, uh, making a goal and not achieving it, and those things kind of like, way yes. on so, you know. so how a, about you? I had a perfect plan on going away to get my master's degree. Uh-huh. Like, I had my plan, I had the college that I wanted to go, I, I knew where I wanted to work. Uh-huh. I had my plan. And like I said, pandemic happened. COVID. So that was a huge setback. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought about it for a couple of months, and then I was like, you know what? Let me find a solution. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, we do have setbacks in life, but we can just find another way. Okay. Like, there are different ways of doing things. Yeah. So you just have to find the right way that's going to work for you. Because yeah. one way is, like, there is not just one way of doing things. Yes. Yeah, sometimes that's what people fall into that. Like, exactly. this is the only way. Exactly. And there's, there's like, Omar does that for me all the time. I'm, like, doing this one way. And then Omar's, like, chill out. And then he does it a different way. And I'm, like, whatever. I didn't you know? think about that. Yeah. And it's true. I, I Sometimes I don't, you don't, the people just don't think outside. Like you said, you don't like to put things in a box. It's looking outside of the box. Exactly. And, and when I'm thinking of only one way. That's why I have people around me. I yeah. ask for their opinion. Yes, yeah. at the end of the day, it's going to be my choice. But then I have other ideas. Mm. Yes. Other different options and products yeah. that I can go to. Yeah. yeah. So, yes. Um, you, you already mentioned that uh, professionally where you kind of want to end up. Um, uh, are there any other objectives professionally or personally that, that you would like to achieve in the near future? Hmm. Like right now, I'm just going day by day. Day by day. Yes, I, I would love to have more time to think about those deep questions. But <laughs> right now, I'm like, okay, I'm good with my job. I I haven't been working there for like a year, so oh. I'm gonna stay there. I I don't like changing jobs that often, mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna stay there because I like it. And I'm just going to continue my education. When I'm almost done, then I'm going to think what's next. Yeah. Right now, I'm just like not there yet. Not there yet. What What are some of those deep questions that you don't have time to think about? Um, she hasn't. <laughs> she hasn't thought about it. <laughs> uh, she, <laughs> no, I mean, she says it's like I have some, you know, I have questions. She, has, she doesn't have the time to think about them, but they're there, or, or, or to explore them. Better yet, that was a bad question. Thank you, Kat. Thank you for catching. I got you. I got you, boo. <laughs> so some questions, I guess, do I want to be a college advisor for the rest of my life? Oh, okay. Um, That's something that I just thought about a couple of months ago. Uh-huh. Do I want to do? Like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. That's my passion. But do I want to do that for the next 40, 60 years? Mm. Do mm. I want to be in the same job position for the next 40 or 60 years? Yeah. That that's something that I have an answer for. Okay. But that's something that I started thinking about it. Yeah. And I just put it in the back of my mind because I don't have time to think about the answer right now. <laughs> Do you think that it, I mean it kind of potentially change? Um the end goal so the goal 
is to be an advisor. But the end goal, I don't know what that is yet. Mm-hmm. When I get to that position, I guess that I will get new experience, new knowledge, and that's going to open the door to something new. Yeah. Um, I was looking the other day at the campus president uh, job description, and I was like, hmm, I kind of like this. You yeah. need many, many years of experience, mm-hmm. but that's something that I could do in the future. Like, yeah. We have a ton of possibilities. We just have to like make a plan and work around it. So how do you maintain that openness? Because what you said right now is like, you know what? I don't, I don't know if I like that idea of being set in a profession for a long period of time, which is a really, really a legitimate question, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but and then you said that I don't know. Once that, I'm focused on getting there, and I might get and when I get there, I might see something different that I might, may like and, and evolve into that. How do you? What is your plan to maintain that frame of mind? Because it might change. And you may find something in that area that is like, oh, nobody's doing this? I want to go ahead and do that. And that creates something else. How do you maintain that openness? I don't know. I guess it just, you develop it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have learned that. So when I came to this country for the second time, <laughs> <laughs> my mentor sat me down and he said, this country has many, many different opportunities. Mm-hmm. You can go left yeah. and go to the back road, or you can go right, and you're going to have a big, huge door open for you. Yeah. So I think that that kind of helped me a little bit, or mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. So I just tried to keep my mind open, and I know that whatever I'm dealing with right now, it might change in the future. Yeah. And we're always a working progress. So mm-hmm. whatever I'm doing right now, it's definitely going to change because mm-hmm. I'm going to finish my degree. So that's going to change. I'm going to have more time for other things. Go ahead. So I'm going to have time to think about other things. Other stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so it sounds like it's like just a kind of a ma- where you are in that moment and what you have on your on your plate. Like we were talking about that yes. earlier. Like I have this going on, this, this, this. I don't have time to think about anything new. Yeah. So then you sort of, uh, I think mentally you close yourself off to being open to possibilities because right now you're doing as much as you yeah. can yes but then once some things sort of clear off and whatever and this is what i was telling omar once i get some things off of my plate then i can start focusing on okay the what's out there yeah and so those, and those things will come but it's, it's like yeah. you have to be present you have to be yes. there like and, and, and that's that's uh, again that's another level of awareness of yes uh, of being present because you know Okay, once I get there, something else might happen. Yeah. Yes. So I have to be open to that. But right now, this is what I'm focused on. And I have my one-year plan, yeah. and I have my five-year plan. Oh. But I don't have time for my 10-year plan. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. five that's years is pretty good. Five years is That's pretty good, yeah. yeah. And, and how do you develop those goal-setting practices? Like You that, help me. Uh, <laughs> it's you. Oh, it's you. <laughs> well, I was say, write the shit down. You know, it's like, write it down. It's like, yeah. there's no point. It's like, what's the point of a goal if it's not written? Yeah. Makes yeah. sense because you need a you need a And it's that simple. It's yeah. a, it's a simple and it, I, you, this is your interview, not mine. Sorry. <laughs> is it, what is it for you? He tells you to write it down. So what does that do for you when you're? So for my one year plan is more specific. For right. the five year plan is not that specific because I'm not at, in a year after I accomplish my my goals, my five year plan might change. Yes. Depending on what I end up with my one year plan, you know. Yeah. Gotcha. So I guess in one year, I'm going to 
hopefully almost done with my career. Uh-huh. And then I can just look up to, to the next phase. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not sure yet. Not sure yet. And that's fine. <laughs> but but yeah. in, in five years, I know that I want to be working as a college advisor. As a college advisor. In five years. Yeah. In one year, I'm not sure. But yeah. in five years, yes. For sure. So, yeah. yes, I guess. Yeah. Um, what are the things that we're really getting, I, I didn't hear much about in your in the first part of your interview is the influence of religion. I know that you went to Catholic school. Yes. Um, and that, I think going to Catholic school in the Caribbean is a completely different... It is. Is a, <laughs> Yeah, I, I've been through that too. I have a PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, what, what role does religion have in your life right now, if any? I, well, right now, I believe that there is a God. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his name is. <laughs> I just think that every religion has a different way. He, his name. <laughs> he has a, you see, <laughs> he has a name. Like I don't know. Yeah. And those are deep questions that exactly. I don't have the answer. You don't, for. You don't have the time to do it. Okay. Like, exactly. She just like, knows it's there. It's there. I know it's there. So while I don't have the time to find those answers or mm-hmm. just work around them, I'm just thinking, okay, for the moment, I'm just going to. Do whatever I can to help people. Yeah. Work, work to get myself better, mm-hmm. like in my, in a better position, and just to try not to do any harm to others. Yes. Right that's now, that's where I am. That's like, where you are. Yeah. Yes. Um, I know that there's a god out there. I don't know what his or her name is. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I I'm open to learning new religions. Uh-huh. I'm always open for that. And I, I believe that every religion just see see God in a different way mm-hmm. or they interpret interpret it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to learn a little bit of each one because mm-hmm. I don't agree 100% with the Catholic one. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to learn a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I know for sure that I'm not going to, be, I, I'm not going to agree 100% with one religion. Mm-hmm. We never are. We never are, yeah. Um, and that is becoming to like the final question of this whole thing, right? Because again, you you set your objectives, you set targets, uh, you set goals, um, but there's always this one lingering thing in our existence, which is the inevitability of death, right? Um, and and again, it's like I I it sounds uh, dark, but that's something that is a reality, something yes. that we know, and and we don't know when it's going to happen, you know. And I, um, I've seen many people, and, and you see many people that say, well, I'm going to die, so I'm just going to do whatever I want. There's no responsibility and just blah, whatever, right? Um, obviously, that's not where you are, and you're choosing a different path of, of, of being taking responsibility for yourself and then also doing no harm um, and doing some good in the world. What is your view on death, and is that something that you think about on a regular basis? I know that you're having time. Um, I have that around my family. Okay. So I have seen it on a first basic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where we go after we die. Mm-hmm. That's that's a too deep of a question. <laughs> that there is not an answer for it unless you die. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Once you get <laughs> there, you're not. Ah, exactly. And then and then the rest of us won't know. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Heaven or hell, I don't know if they're there, and mm. I will know at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but right now, I don't. Yeah. Um, I believe that we came to this world with a mission. I don't mm. know what that mission is, and after we complete it, 
we'll die. Yeah. Like our our existence will end. Mm-hmm. Um I guess that that's just how I'm thinking, like mm-hmm. my beliefs. Um I try not to think much about death. Um no. I know that it's there. It's inevitable inevitable. Yes. Um we're all going to get there at some point. Mm-hmm. But while well, you're alive, like do some good. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> well why did you think it's important to do good? I mean, because that's a good thing. That's a that's a, a question that a lot of people, you know, always say. Well, you know, if I'm just gonna die and nothing really matters and all this stuff, I'm just gonna do whatever I want. Why do you think it's important to do good, or at least try to do good? So you can leave something positive in this world. Okay. Like just bring something positive because there's so much so many bad things around like mm-hmm. just bring one thing positive and that's gonna make someone else's life better yeah, yeah. and i guess <laughs> so that's good because i think a lot of the time we we um when when you're in the process of living well, m- most of us yourself included you get so busy and so caught up with work and and family and mm-hmm. bills and paying this and the irs and that you lose sight of what you're, what you, what you represent in the world and what, what catalysts, um, or what positive things or negative things or how you affect other people. That's what I mean. Yeah. And so when you have that awareness, which you, you have a heightened level of awareness in, in my opinion, especially for a young lady, um, to know that my, I'm here. I'm, I'm, um, it sounds like you feel great, grateful that you are here and that you exist and you've had your experiences that you want to give back in that way is to be, to at least be a positive force for other people. Yeah. And for when people engage with you, that they f- leave with, oh, she's really a nice <laughs> person. She was very helpful, whatever, whatever that is, you know, but that that's where you're at, that you know that no matter what it is, I just want to be a good person. I want to treat other exactly. people. Exactly. Right. And also... When you think about the death around you, you don't think about the bad things that they did. You yeah. think about the good things that they did. Correct, yeah, that's true. And how they make yeah. you happy. Yeah. You don't think about, oh, this person made me angry, but that is dead. Yeah. You know, you just think about the positive stuff. Yeah. Like, if they meant something to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. But yeah. you're like, man, I wish yeah. I would have said this. I wish I would have done this. Yeah. I wish I was there more often. Yeah. Like, it, that's kind of like the, that's the remorse that people feel. Yeah. It's exactly. not like, oh my God, this person did this, is that. Well, very seldom do they, they thank God I good. He exactly. needed to die or she needed yeah, to die. Yeah. You good things about them. Most, most, most of the time, yeah. 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 And there's, I mean, there's very few exceptions of people <laughs> that think yeah. of like that, you know, serial killers, mass well, murderers, well, yeah. and people yes. of that nature. Yes. But That's for the, the most exception. part, the people that we interact with on a regular basis, yeah. most of it is remorse for yeah. not saying the things that we yeah. really wanted to say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. That's so true. that's very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, 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 now that we're coming to the conclusion of it all, is I want to thank you so much for being so candid and yeah. being so open. Very open. Um, <laughs> I, I, I obviously would always, we'd always want to stay in touch. So, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to your to to watch your quest from far. Uh, wow. I wish you all the luck and success. Not luck. It's, we it's, hope not it's, too far. Not too far, you know. Um, um, but we we'll definitely would love to have you back in a, you know uh, after you accomplish these things and as an accomplished this is we will. Yeah, we will. You know, and, and and we'll definitely continue to be in touch. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, thank, thank you so, so much, much for being it. here. Greatly appreciate it.